0: Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alita. Welcome to the club. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome back to episode three of the Skin Club Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us so far. We just have had so much support, and it really means so much to us and also thank you to everyone who entered our giveaway we love giveaways and so we will definitely be doing more in the future so many more yeah so (laughs) stay tuned but um yeah before we talk about today's topic we're gonna have our life updates so life update take it away
1: okay so this week okay i have a couple of life updates um i learned how to edit our podcast Writer, my husband, taught me and I'm going to try to do as much as I can to like help him edit the podcast, but he's just really techie and does it better than I do. So I'm starting to learn how to edit, which I'm excited about. Um, I finished book number four this week and I started book number five. So the book that I just currently started reading is Verity by Colleen Hoover. If you want to read it with me, please do. (laughs) And then um, I got my hair done and I went a little bit darker and I accidentally um, colored my brows black (laughs) in the process. Um, So if you know how to untint your eyebrows, please (laughs) give me some tips. And then my last little update is I got to, or I guess my husband got to work from home, which I love it when he gets to work from home um, because I feel like I have so much more help. But Having him work from home makes me so much lazier. Like, I am just like, I can just kick back. Like, he's home. He's here to help. Yeah. But no, he's, like, supposed to be working. Like, I need to <laughs> I need to take up some more responsibility. But I'm just so glad that now I'm finally back in, like, a routine, like, the swing of things with work. And, yeah, I'm just happy to be in your routine. What about you? Good. <laughs> What's your life oh, update? <laughs>
0: my voice cracked. Um, life update. Also getting back into routine getting back from utah birthday trip new year's eve just getting back to the new new year new routine it's good so yeah that and also that i finished i'm not done done but i had my last makeup clients on saturday i had two brides i did makeup for and now i'm taking a little break from doing makeup not forever not permanently what's like your timeline do you think Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Just for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I don't know. For sure, no longer than a year. Okay. Um, But I just need like a little creative break. I kind of burned myself out doing makeup every weekend and feeling like I had to say yes to everyone.
1: Yeah. Especially like with all the dances and then weddings and photo shoots. Everyone always has Mm -hmm. a reason to get their makeup done.
0: Yeah. It just gets so busy. And also I've been growing with my with esthetician at revive being an esthetician so yeah it's good taking a little creative break but I'll get back into it and that's so good it's
1: it's like necessary to take a break from something especially I think things that you love and like want to continue loving exactly
0: because makeup's always been my very first love that's how I got into the aesthetics industry and like The fact that I haven't been feeling as excited lately to do it as I used to just, it tells me like, it's okay. Take a break. So. Well, that's good. That's where I'm at. That's
1: exciting. Um, Finally, finally you'll have your weekends back.
0: Right? (laughs) I know. (laughs) It'll be nice. Yes.
1: Okay. So let's do our weekly favorites. What's your weekly
0: favorite? Okay. My weekly favorite is a brand I just discovered called Kaxi. K-A-X-I. You can look at them on Instagram. But they are a hair accessory company, and so I just got my order. I got a cow print bucket hat. So cute. It is so cute. (laughs) I love it. And it's reversible, too, so it can either be all black or a cow print. So I got that, and then I also got a couple other clips. I got a brown checkered clip and a big flower, like, claw clip so cute and they're just fun accessories especially with rain scrubs like yeah just dress it up dress a little it up bit. yeah do they have like little clips
1: too or is it just like big claw clips
0: yeah they have big claw clips they have little clips they have scrunchies bucket hats I need to get um, some for
1: Jovi yeah she's looking like a rag muffin
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> her
1: hair's psycho
0: she's so cute but yeah it's a they have really cute hair accessories so sweet yeah weekly favorite what's yours love that
1: um, so I have three, three weekly favorites for this week. Um. I got the Lip Science Lip Balm from Glymed. It's amazing. It's like lotion for your lips. Yeah. And like even like my husband likes it and it's not like a sheer glossy finish. It's strictly like plump and hydrate. Like mm-hmm. so, so, so nice. And then, so that's my number one, getting my hair done is my favorite thing ever. Like, I don't even know if I was due to get my hair done, but I just felt it like I need some more self-care and someone massaging my head and like playing with my hair does it for me. Oh, I the love scalp it.
0: Scalp rub. The, the best.
1: Bowl. Yeah. The best. Literally the best. And so I get my hair done by my sister and she, I think it's hair by Juliana I'm on Instagram, but I'm, I I'll tag her. But she does my hair. She's been doing my hair forever and she's just like so good. And so I don't know. She always does exactly what I want and I just love it so much. Um, So if you need a hairstylist, you can go see her. Um, and then my last one is my gratitude journal. So I have been really good this year so far the last 10 days at uh, being consistent with my gratitude journal. And it's just so nice to like set aside time every day to think of things that I'm grateful for and the the journal that i have is called a promptly journal so it's a company called promptly journals and they have tons of like different collections like you could do um like a couples therapy one there's like baby book journals there's love story journals there's um just self-help ones. There's so many and I have almost all of them. <laughs> I love them so much, but they just give you like the best little prompts of things that you typically wouldn't think of yeah. day-to-day when you're journaling. Um, So yeah, I really like them and that's my weekly favorite.
0: You said it's called Promptly?
1: Promptly. Promptly. Yeah, like Promptly. Okay.
0: <laughs> I want to get some because I want to get better at journaling. Um, I wonder because I used to have, you said there's a love one. Yeah. Okay. I had one. I don't know if it was promptly. I think it was a different brand, and my dog ate it. Oh no! I was so <laughs> sad.
1: I know. She just like
0: shredded it when she was a puppy. Yeah, Aww. she shredded it, and Dang. she also shredded our wedding book, our sign-in book. Stop! I actually shed tears. That's that's it, actually really sad because like you can't you can't do that get that, that back. Nope. No, <laughs> no, nope, it's gone. Oh no! Um, but. I want to try promptly. About to start crying. <laughs> I know, literally tearing up. <laughs> Dang, it's it. fine.
1: Yeah, but well, Promptly Journals, look them up. They're awesome. the best. I've been using them for a long time, and yeah, I love them. So awesome. We're gonna head right into the topic of the week, and this week's topic is Dear Esty. So, Dear Esty is our new segment that we've added to the podcast. Um, it's gonna be a one once a month segment that we do. And it's an advice column. So if you guys have any questions or comments on anything, we would love to hear from you. So you can either DM us throughout the month or um, email us. And we will answer your questions on our Dear SD episodes every month. So we're so excited. And we are going to head right in and start reading your guys' submissions.
0: Okay. So the first question that we got says... I love your podcast and need advice. I drink lots of water, have a good skincare routine, only use professional Glymed products, and use moisturizing masks. But no matter what I seem to do, my face is always dry. Any suggestions? Thanks in advance. Um. Okay. So I think, Um. what about exfoliating? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would <laughs> definitely exfoliate. Don't over do it because that can also make you dry, but if you're exfoliating, you're getting rid of that top layer of dead skin, so your moisturizers will be able to penetrate deeper, and I would also make sure you're using a hydrator, so ingredients like beta-glucan or hyaluronic acid. Um, <clears throat> beta gel is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I always preach that. <laughs> um, so yeah, products like beta gel. Um, what's the... The Glymed Hyaluronic Acid one that we all love, Ultra Hydrogel. Ultra Hydrogel, yeah. Ultra Hydrogel is another good one for a hydrator. So and if you need like a really, really, really thick
1: hydrator or like moisturizer, I'm um, Comfort Cream. Yes. Or even Cell Protection Balm mm-hmm. is like almost Vaseline consistency. Like you can, yeah. depending on like how dry you are, I'm um, like you can get really occlusive with your moisturizers, mm-hmm. and also like with the change of seasons just remember it's normal to like have a big skin change throughout the seasons yeah but making sure like you have a face oil or like some vitamin c as well with it i think is just a nice way to keep your skin like bright and hydrated throughout like the dry seasons you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah. honestly just layer and don't Layered use a cleanser up. that's too over stripping use like maybe a cream-based cleanser and that yes. will help and so use a cream-based cleanser use a hydrator use your moisturizer, a thicker moisturizer, a comfort cream like Lita just said, um, and like Cell Protection Balm, mm-hmm. another one she just said, put that on top of your moisturizer and chef's kiss.
1: Yes. And also like if you're getting facials, maybe like adding a dermal plane just so that all that dead skin can come off and you can have your products penetrate a little bit deeper into your skin, that could always be really beneficial too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, one more thing too that I also love um, – Obviously, water intake has somewhat to do with it, but also um, EFA pills from DMK. Yes, I am a huge fan of them. They're I'm currently so good. taking them, and they just help internally. Um, I'm so bad at explaining it, but they help keep your skin supple and yes. hydrated. They, um that's yeah. what they do so <laughs> they're great we saw them at revive
1: yes um okay next question says advice for starting sd school i'm so nervous i'm um, i think just making sure you're studying like making sure like you're just paying attention pay attention and apply yourself and i feel like the more that you try to get more practice the more confident you'll be right out of school mm-hmm. Um. i'm and I think it's good to make friends if you, if you have some good friends in school, it's nice to just feel like you're comfortable there too. But don't be nervous. It's really, it's not super hard yeah. schooling, but you definitely have to pay attention. And um, as long as you're just, I don't know, really trying to learn, I think you can become so confident.
0: Mm-hmm. going out into the field yeah especially because I think on the days where it's like you're getting a facial and so it's like oh I'm going to school I'm just getting a facial still pay attention like yes I feel like when I was in school if I knew I was getting a facial that day I'd kind of turn my brain off because I'm like mm, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go relax at school <laughs> yes. when in reality it's like you can you're relaxing but like still pay attention mm-hmm. so like when you're
1: getting a facial think of like what feels good and what doesn't what you like and what you don't and the way that things I'm um, like the way different ingredients feel in your skin so that you can better Explain. tell your clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you're going to do great. Hi, I'm thinking about starting SD school. What are the best SD schools in Arizona? Okay, um, I actually don't know because I went to school <laughs> in Utah, so I have a, an opinion on Utah schools, but I just know not to go to lead a school. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I know.
1: So I I have heard of two schools that people really like here, and this is just like from my close knit circle of esthetician friends in the valley. Um, but Penrose I've heard is a good one, um, and then Sweena I've heard is the best. So that's Southwest Institute of Natural Aesthetics, I believe it's in like Tempe area. But those two I've heard are super 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 good, and I've actually I've gotten a facial at Penrose before, and it was really nice. I really I really love my friend Bailey who did it and like it felt really good and she seems really knowledgeable. So I feel like it's a good school too. Um, but yeah, I would say Sweena is probably the best, but it's also just good to remember that no matter where you go, you graduate with the same license. So depending yeah. on if you want to pay for a better experience, that's what you're paying for by paying a little bit extra out of pocket too, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, Sweena does offer laser, so you can become a master esthetician, I believe, at Sweeney. Oh, wow. Yeah. so Very cool. That's that one. Okay. Um, best tips for someone on a budget who wants to take care of their skin?
0: Um, I always tell my clients who are on a budget, honestly, and I know a lot of other estheticians agree with me on this, I would start out with home care before treatments 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. Actually, pretty much 100% of the time. It's just you're touching your face every day. Your products are going to do a lot more than monthly treatments. And we make more money on treatments. Mm -hmm. I'm saying products because genuinely that's what's going to help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially if you're just getting
1: started, remember it's not necessary to just like blow your entire bank account on a regimen right up front. I think just remembering like you can take your time and build your collection. It's not something like detrimental, like you have to have every single one in order to get any result. I would say if you're needing to start somewhere, start by adding like an active acid into your regimen because the percentages that medical grade products are able to have are so much higher than just over-the-counter normal stuff that you can get like Target or Sephora or Ulta or somewhere.
0: And the formulation so much better. So much better. So like
1: if you want to treat a specific skin concern, I would say get a serum that allows you to do so from a medical grade line, like an AHA or a BHA or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And then I'm... Um, I would say secondly, like if you were to get two medical grade products, I would do like a serum that's catered for your specific skin concern and then a medical grade sunscreen because we know that the difference between over-the-counter sunscreen versus medical grade is so drastic. Like I yeah. would I would highly suggest investing in at least those two products to start out with and you, you will notice a big difference even just by switching up. A couple of things like or even just one thing in your regimen to medical grade
0: absolutely yeah totally agree with that okay um oh, one second, exited out <laughs> there you go the top one okay are eye creams really that important yes and no I feel like eye creams are more so an accessory to your skincare I feel like mm-hmm. it's the last thing I'd ever add on unless it's someone's concern is their biggest skin concern yeah unless it's their biggest skin concern but generally I feel like eye creams are more of an accessory but I love my eye creams I personally get self-conscious of my crow's feet Mm -hmm. at age 23. (laughs) And so, I mean, I do get Botox for that too, but, um, yeah, eye cream's just a good little add on, but it's honestly, nothing's going to be as great as Botox around your eyes. Right.
1: I really like it as like preventative treatment right now. Like the reason why I'm using it in my early twenties is because I want to be preventative and because I haven't gotten Botox in my crow's feet because I don't really have them to a point where, like where I would need to get Botox, mm-hmm. so I'm just trying to be preventative. But I would just say it's like it's like the cherry on top. And then okay, best advice for trying to grow on social media. Wow, <laughs> um, this one's actually really hard for me. Um, purely because I I don't try, and I think if you put forth effort to grow on social media you will grow it's like I'm just the more you put in the more you get out if you're diligent with like keeping up on the algorithm like knowing what will help you to grow whether it's making reels or being consistent on your stories like there are things that a lot of like business um gurus like business trainers Mm -hmm. (laughs) social media business people You can see them everywhere on Instagram, but they are always talking about like what you need to do in order to grow. So following accounts like that and taking their considerations of what they recommend, I would say, is probably the best. Um, But at least I was actually looking at my account because my, my goal is to grow on social media and I just need to put forth more effort this year um but i look at my insights on my posts and see which posts do the best and mine are always my before and afters my before and afters get the most like follows and um likes and comments and everything like that so i would say see what your specialty is with your um content and then just repeat it yeah i, I don't know that's no me. absolutely
0: no i totally agree and i feel like being up to date with like the trendy things, like say yes. TikTok, like <laughs> yep, I made a post yesterday and it did phenomenal, and I was really? like shocked. It was my gorgeous, gorgeous girls do this. Oh yes, I was like, I thought it was cute, but I didn't think it would like do as well as it did. But it's because that's like a trendy thing on TikTok yep, right now. I love that. Um, so I think keeping up with the trends too, and also I took Alyssa K's um, Instagram business class, mm-hmm. and one thing. I learned from her that I actually saw a significant significant growth from was showing your face on your story and it is really scary. I was like terrified to do it and to talk on my story. It just it's weird. And so I don't know, once I started doing that and showing my face more, I feel like I started to get more interaction with my posts and so if anything just try to show your face a lot because people want to know Who's behind your account? Yes. Because you're not posting yourself every day. It's not like your personal account where people Mm -hmm. know who you are. Exactly. Especially if like your face isn't your profile picture. Clients want to see who is behind the account. So, sure.
1: Like on my stories. Okay. Every time I do like a stupid grocery haul or something. I love them. Apparently everyone does. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like my my story count goes up so high. I get so many people commenting and I'm like, I need to do this more. Like maybe I should just be a Trader Joe's blogger or something.
0: Well, because I also think, I know this is a very, sorry, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. I know this is very like, people are very opinionated on this, on sharing parts of your personal life or just keeping it strictly business. Um, I know some people who just want to keep their strictly business and that's great. Mm -hmm. I personally like to add a little bit of my personal life to it. Um, just because I think of the people I follow, I like to see a little bit of personal life. Like, of course, like whatever your niche is, like we're skincare, we're sticking to that. Yes. We're educating we're posting or before and afters. But I personally like to see a little bit of personal life. So I try to do a touch of that. But I know some people are very against that and think you should just keep it business. Mm-hmm. But teach their
1: own. Yeah. I love having like my daughter <laughs> in some of my posts sometimes. And I made a real... Of my daughter getting a facial and that one went viral like literally blew up and i'm like maybe i should like make this like a monthly segment like my daughter getting a facial because you she's always at
0: revive but
1: yeah, yeah just um be personable and relatable
0: yes okay how did you know your husbands were the one i'm struggling with dating uh Dating, I love this question. But dating. I hated
1: dating, yeah. Dating my husband was so fun. I'm, um, but when I met my husband, I had just gotten out of like a really bad breakup, like super bad breakup. And um, I wasn't ready to take on a new relationship, but I was just kind of playing the field. I was like, I need to just be social at this point. I'm, um, and so. When my husband and I started hanging out, it, like, it didn't feel wrong. I don't know. I just feel like I get this, like, intuition of, like, what's right and what's wrong for me. And when I started dating him, like, it felt so soon, but it just didn't feel wrong. I know some people have, like, a revelatory, like, this is my person. And for my husband, it was more so that way that, like, he knew, like, when we met, like, oh, that's my wife. Yeah. Whereas for me, it was, like, I was just, like, trusting, like my intuition that like this was good and it was okay but I wouldn't say I got this like huge like slap in the face like this is him but it was like a slow growth that it's like you're choosing your person yeah and that's I don't know I like I like that <laughs> I don't know what yeah about you?
0: I'm very similar when I went on my first date with Jason I was like hey, one he's super cool too this is so easy like I didn't feel Mm -hmm. like I had to force conversation exactly because that's the worst when you're on a date with someone and you're just freaking worse you're trying to force it and it sucks yeah and so that's one thing I love too is that it didn't feel forceful everything just came so naturally yeah and actually it's kind of crazy so I didn't have like a crazy like this is him but like it felt right and So I actually, I was living in Utah and Jason was working for my uncle's company at the time in in Arizona and my uncle texted me and he's like, hey, I have this guy working for me. Like you should go out with him. And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) thanks, but no thanks. Like I'm in Utah. But then um, I forgot about that. But then I like had this feeling like you need to move home. So I moved home to Arizona for a month. I got bored and then i moved back to utah <laughs> oh my gosh cuz i was just so bored most of my friends are in utah um but then i like had another strong feeling like you need to move home so then i moved back again and then i met jason and i'm like hmm. that's coincidence fine. maybe not but i believe i don't know i'm such a believer that things happen for a reason And i'm a believer in god and i think yeah. god placed him in my life cuz it was just so perfect
1: yes i think like timing timing is really everything for like serious relationships like that and like for some people it comes like the perfect time and for others like in my case I'm like this couldn't have come at a worse time like I feel like I'm the worst version of myself (laughs) in this moment (laughs) like why are you meeting me right now but he really like saw like who I was becoming and I feel like that's like I guess what was the most attractive thing like for him about me was like he could see my potential Mm -hmm. I think um, but we're gonna we're actually gonna have our husbands on the podcast, so we'll we'll have some of these questions for them too. Yes. So you guys can stay tuned and we can get the voice perspective. Yes. Okay. Next question. Um, hi ladies. Do you have any tips to help prevent acne? Do you have any tips?
0: Um so acne is chronic. It's never gonna fully go away, but there are things you can do to keep it at Bay. Um, and it depends on the type of acne too, whether it's type one, type two, type three, type four. There's all different kinds of acne. So me personally, I have type one acne. I get lots of blackheads like crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I get breakouts here and there. Um, but not super often. And so I think just talking to your esthetician and figuring out what's gonna be best for your type of acne. So, like, since I get lots of blackheads, I use a lot of salicylic acid in my skincare routine because my T zone gets Oily. Yeah. I build up blackheads like crazy. And so talk to your esthetician about your specific skin type because there are so many ingredients that are better for different types of acne. Exactly. Yeah. I would say my tip would
1: also be to kind of pay attention to your trigger foods. Um, Everything that manifests on the outside, like on our skin, comes from inside. So, like my clients who have like really chronic acne almost cystic acne would I always tell them to like refer back to what they're eating is like there something that triggers this is there a time in the month that triggers this like let's kind of find the root of the problem mm-hmm. and I feel like more often than not I refer a lot of my clients to see like a holistic or like a wellness um doctor just to see if there's anything going on internally like maybe they need to be on a prebiotic or yeah. probiotic something that I can't um prescribe. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm also not a dietitian, but I like to help people just refer to what they're eating because I again I'm not a dietitian, so I don't recommend cut this out or add this or whatever, but yeah. I like to also nip whatever is causing it in the butt.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely, because there's only so much we can do if it is coming from internally. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Next question: Is it okay to not have a friend group? How do I make friends in my adult years? Oh my gosh! That <laughs> making friends can be so hard. It's so hard. Uh, it's okay to not have a friend group. Honestly, growing up, I feel like I've always just had more so a couple of close friends mm-hmm. than a friend group, and I'm okay with that. And honestly, as I've gotten older like, yes, I'm meeting more people making more friends, but my close circle just has gotten smaller and smaller. And I think that's okay to only have like one or two close friends. Like, that's okay.
1: Yeah. Like my husband growing up has had this exact same friend group his entire life. Like, Mm -hmm. and they, to this day still hang out all together. And I've always had like one or two friends that I hang out with consistently, like at a time. So, And I personally, it's it's a part of like my personality, I think, that I can give so much love and attention to only so many people at once. And I feel like I'm a friend that requires a certain amount of um, reflection of what I give. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I just, I like to feel like what I'm giving is reciprocated. So I can't do that to a lot of people.
0: I think I'm very similar.
1: Yeah. So I like to have just a close knit of friends, but I don't think it's necessary to have like a groupie, you know, like, like your posse that like you're always with. But I know that some girls love that and it's because they've been doing it forever. And I think unless if you've grown up with these people, it's really hard to just jump into a big friend group unless if the friend group has already been established right a long time ago right you know but making friends in your adult years i would say i'm like if you're dating someone or married to someone like reach out to their girlfriends or wives or husbands or you know like with connection through people because it's so much easier to find a common denominator like rachel and i for example we have one mutual friend like i met her um, when I was living in Peru and she's known her her entire her life. life and so that was like how we kind of first knew of each other and connected yeah um and then since then I mean now we're hanging out yeah without her but we still love hanging out with her you know mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah that's all so okay next question no one has ever asked me out am I not dateable and then we connected this with another question about dating. Is it possible to meet someone without using dating apps? That's so hard. I, I started dating my husband like right when dating apps kind of became a thing. So I never got to experience more like the dating app scene. So I don't really know, I guess, what it's like to use dating apps. Yeah. You know, I'm... Um, But putting yourself out there is so hard sometimes, especially like with how weird the world has been the last two years. I couldn't imagine dating right now. How did we, how did you do it? Because you did it during the pandemic,
0: right? Yeah. So Jason and I met right before the pandemic. So we were able to go on like some normal dates. But then after that, like our dates were just super chill, which is good. I honestly feel like we're able to get closer that way because Mm -hmm. it kind of like forced us to just sit down and talk. Yep. But um. (laughs) Yeah, I've done the whole dating app thing before. I know people get really embarrassed of that. Um, and I talk to a lot of people who are like, oh, but I don't want to meet my future husband or wife on a dating app. Right. But honestly, like the way things are, it's, it's I think normal. it's fine. It's I normal. Like It's like if someone slid into your DMs. Like, yeah. What's the
1: difference? Exactly. And you just like found each other on a place that both of you are mutually looking yeah. for someone. Yeah.
0: I don't yeah. Think that's weird. <laughs> no, it's not. And if you're on a dating app, like, that's totally fine. Like I always like to ask my brides, I do makeup for how do you, how do you meet your oh, yeah. husband or wife? And honestly, like I want to say like 90% of the time as of the past year, they have said dating apps. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. A Maybe lot of people way. are. So <laughs> honestly, like it works, but just be cautious. There are crazy people out there. Like, so
1: careful. Make
0: sure you you give like your friend or family member. Your location or if you're nervous, like maybe meet the guy or girl somewhere first.
1: Always meet them on the first date. Please just meet them at the location.
0: They're psychos. It's just better to be safe.
1: But I think it's like so nice to meet people organically. So like if you are actively like wanting to find someone, like tell your friends, tell your siblings, like have them like reach out to their friends, Set ups. little siblings. Yeah, setups. Like, cause, because you know people love you and trust you know, like the people that you know, love and trust, love you too. And so they're not going to set you up with people who are awful, you yeah. know, <laughs> or like bad, you know? So a tip though, is to get the person's driver's license, take a picture of it and send it to someone. Because if you go missing, you have all their information. That's... I
0: never thought about that.
1: I, I was reading a book <laughs> in that Abby Jimenez book that I just finished. And when she first met this guy, she like... Took a picture and sent it to like her friend that's and was smart, like, actually. just in case something happens to me, this is this guy's info. Wow, that's smart. Yeah, so that's an idea. Yeah, <laughs> maybe try to do that. Okay. Next question.
0: Okay. Hi, I'm moving to a new city alone soon. How do I say social? Ah, another social question. <laughs> um, mm, I don't know. Like. If you – I know it's depending on, like, different groups. If, like, you're in a church group, like, I know, like, if you're in a church, that's a really great way to meet people. Um, Or if – I think of, like, my husband. He's super sporty. He likes to join Mm -hmm. sport leagues. Um, Just kind of putting yourself out there like that and making yourself go to events or – Things like that.
1: Yeah. And, like, don't be afraid to, like, reach out to people and be like, hi, like, I'm new here. Like, and if you're, like, at a coffee shop or at the gym or just somewhere that, like, you tend to go frequently, look for other frequent goers and go say hi. Be social. I like that. Yeah. Don't hold back. Okay. Hey, girls. I'm so excited about the podcast and I'm in need of advice. My husband is a frequent gamer. Um, How do we spend more time together? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't this every girl's question? I
0: yeah, every girl goes through this.
1: Yes. I'm um, well, my husband would say play together. Like play video games together. I say no. I'm <laughs> um, something that I think is um valuable piece of advice is like set boundaries when it's okay to game and when it's not with being very fair on both people, like both parties requests Mm -hmm. um like my husband enjoys playing video games because it's what he does with his friends all of his friends do it they'll never not do it I feel like um and that's just like how they hang out I prefer in-person contact going shopping talking my husband is the opposite he's um he's more quiet yeah (laughs) and doesn't like to be as social so um something that my husband and I did is we set these boundaries of, okay, so when I go to work, because I work 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., my daughter goes in at 6 p.m. Once he puts her down to go to bed, he can play until I get home. Once I get home, like right when I walk in the door, he knows it's time to get off. So that gives him a fair amount of time. That's like six plus hours a week (laughs) or something. Like I don't know. I feel like that's enough time to freaking hang out, play video games. And then, I mean, if he wants to play more, like he just makes sure that I'm doing something that I want to do too, whether it's read a book, watch TV, something that he doesn't participate in. Yeah. Like my like, reality TV crap Yeah. that he doesn't want to watch, you know. So just like make it a fair, a fair game between you two. What are your thoughts? Yeah,
0: I like that. And I think also like not getting angry, which I know it's so hard. hard if you're like so frustrated and you're like just... Give me attention. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I know. But also like just not getting angry because getting angry is honestly not going to solve anything. Um, It can just cause him to be like, okay, fine. If you're angry, like resentful. And then he's
1: like, well, I'm just going to keep playing because now you won't talk to me. So why would Mm -hmm. I just sit here?
0: Exactly. And so I like how you said that, Lita, just setting boundaries and saying, hey, is this fair? Like, so, yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay. Best anti-aging or age prevention remedies. Um, sunscreen and retinol are huge if that is a concern for you. Retinol is one of the longest studied ingredients out there. Um, it, I feel like it's the gold standard in anti-aging besides sunscreen. Um, I feel like that in come in conjunction with anti-aging treatments like microneedling or DMK enzyme therapy, um, I think that is fantastic. And that's what I would suggest.
1: I would completely agree. Okay, next one. My friendship is draining me. How do I break up with a friend? Oh, so hard. Friend breakups, so they suck. I'm, <laughs> um, what's that quote? There's like, um oh, something about every, re- like, there's a season, there's a reason for a season something along those lines but mm-hmm. i think that that is the same with friends like there are friends that you have temporarily there are friends that you have for a longer period of time and there are friends that you have for a lifetime and honestly if people aren't serving you in the way that you need there's no reason to continue a friendship if it's if it's not benefiting you you know absolutely cuz it's probably not benefiting them either So, I would say just, like, remember that it doesn't have to be, like, a forever breakup, Mm -hmm. but, like, you guys just aren't simpatico at the moment, and you may, like, turn the corner in a few years and then be besties again. It doesn't have to be a forever breakup.
0: Yeah. I love that, and I'm very opinionated on this (laughs) (laughs) because I I feel like I've gotten so good at this. Not, like, trying to sound, like, so cold-hearted, but I feel like I've gotten so good at realizing, like, hey, like, I don't, if I'm not enjoying being around this person anymore, if they're not serving me anymore, um, I just, removing myself from that, from hanging out with them, and that's okay, like, that's really okay, surround yourself with people who make you feel good, you will be so much happier of a person, because I've done that, where I've forced myself to be around people who don't make me feel good, just because I want the friendship to work mm-hmm. and I'm just miserable yeah. and so I think since then I've just gotten really good at you know if I don't feel good around this person then that's okay moving on yeah like that's okay just move on it, There's, it doesn't have to be dramatic yeah it doesn't have to be and I love how you said that because I have friends too where I've, I've had friend breakups before and I didn't hang out with them for some time and now we're cool Yeah. Maybe not as close as we used to be. And I think you just need to set boundaries with people who you want to let into your small circle and who you're going to keep at an arm's length away.
1: For sure. And something that I have really (laughs) done like this past year, or I guess like since having my daughter, because now I have friends that are in completely different seasons of life than me. And it's kind of hard sometimes to like be relatable sometimes when you just don't know like what each other going through you Mm -hmm. know and so I've had to like set some boundaries like if we make a okay this is something that I tell all of my new friends as of recent is like we can make a plan for two weeks out or a month out that I'll be so excited about when we plan it but please text me like the day of and like we can mutually decide if we're still up for it yeah and like don't be offended if we're not Mm-hmm. like just don't take offense to certain things because it's not my intention to like make you feel bad but literally some days I'm just not in the mood to leave my house or I have so many other things on my plate that this is like the tip of the iceberg and yeah. I'm about to crumble you yeah. know so I think like setting boundaries like that because I don't know I feel like a lot of people feel the same way like you make plans with someone you're so excited and then the day comes and you're like that's the last thing I want to do today totally
0: oh yeah <laughs>
1: totally have been there so, like, having that open communication with them. I mean, it, it doesn't always have to be a breakup, but it could just be um like a re a rewrite of communication and like terms and conditions with your friends.
0: Yes, you know, absolutely. I love yeah. that. Okay, next one. Okay, how do I stop worrying about what other people think about me? I think this kind of goes along with um the one before this we kind of talked about mm-hmm. um w- worry about yourself honestly. Yeah, if don't worry. So, and it's easier said than done because I I worry so much about how does this person perceive me and, yes. you know, I'm just very aware of, like, body language and I yep. pick up on things. Um, I'm very much an empath and so I'm very, like, always watching for things like that. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, that's a hard thing for me, too. But just worry about yourself, stay in your lane. And I don't know. I think when you're worrying about yourself and doing things that make you happy, it's harder to do that. Does that make sense? Yes,
1: 100%. I agree. Okay, next one. How can I work through the feeling of feeling behind in life? This is so common. (laughs) I have felt this so many different times. I remember literally when I was. 19. All of my friends were getting married. They were like popping out babies left and right when I turned 20. I was like, what the crap? Why am I so behind? And then I got married and marriage was a struggle in the beginning for me. And I'm like, why did I ever think to rush this? And then everyone had their second babies before I even had my first. And I was like, what? Like, why am I so behind? And then I had my daughter and I'm like, why would anyone ever try to rush this? Like if you're not ready or even if you are ready, like just enjoy the moment, be present, enjoy the moment. Because I feel like we're all just toddlers in adult bodies. And like, yeah. sometimes we're just not like, we're not already at the same time. All of us have so many different life experiences that prep us for different occasions in life. And even if you and your best friend have done the same thing your entire life, like your readiness, maybe five years behind or five years ahead of her or him or whatever,
0: you know, everyone has a different path. There's no right or wrong. Like for example, you and me, we're in different stages of our lives, but there's no right or wrong. Like it's not right or wrong that I'm not a mom yet. Mm -hmm. Or you know what I mean? Like it, just you can't compare yourself. But I know it's hard if you are in a situation where like all your friends are getting married, mm-hmm. all your friends are having babies. Buying houses, Buying houses. being in careers, being yeah. millionaires,
1: and you're like what
0: the Yeah. You just <laughs> need to know that your path is different from everyone else's and you'll get there when you're meant to get there.
1: And enjoy the journey. Yeah. Like even if it takes turtle speed. Like
0: Absolutely. be the turtle
1: just freaking enjoy that yeah. like <laughs> just have fun and enjoy the process along the way like be happy for them as they go through milestones and be happy for yourself when you complete milestones but never feel like you're behind because big things such as like marriage and kids and careers and buying a house there are things that you can't get out of easily <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, like, be ready for them when, <laughs> when they come your way, and yeah, just
0: yeah, enjoy the moment. Yeah. It's good. Okay. All right. I feel drowned by social media. How do I find a balance? That's hard because there's TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, um, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter. I feel like those aren't as popular now. But there are so many platforms and when you're trying to grow a business or whatever it is, you wanna to try to keep up on all platforms. And I feel like mm-hmm. that can take over your life. But I think also if you just set time aside, if you're feeling drowned, I would set time aside and say, Okay, this is my creative time. I'm going to work on social media this time, but I'm going to get off of social media at say six PM and then I'm off for the rest of the night and so I'm not like going to be a job. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd say. Yeah.
1: And like if you need to just like take a social media break, everyone who does them, including myself, like when you come back, you just feel like refreshed and you look at social media as like not you. You remember how not real it is. You know, it's like, yeah. Anyways, next question. Hello, Alita and Rachel. I recently went through a breakup and I'm struggling. Is it possible to be friends with an ex?
0: I'm very opinionated on this. What's your opinion? (laughs) I think it depends on how the relationship was. I have past relationships where I'm like, okay, we like dated, but like we're friends before, but like we never got that serious. So it's like, even though it might be like kind of awkward, I still feel like I could be friends with you. Mm -hmm. But then there's relationship. I have a relationship where we dated for years. It blew up in the end and was terrible. And I'm like okay I will never be able to be friends with you and that's okay but I think it just depends on the relationship and how close you were to that person because especially if it's fresh if you freshly broke up with someone you need you need space space for sure I and it's hard when you break up with someone it's like I just miss that you miss the consistency right like that's the person you talk to every day and it's hard and you want to talk to them but you need the space. Mm-hmm. Post-breakup, you're not, honestly, you are not going to move on if you are still looking at their Instagram or trying to reach out to them. Like, you need space and that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. and I know this sounds dramatic, but like, if you need to block them, do it. Yeah. Like, it's You don't nothing- owe them
1: anything. You don't owe them a yeah. the follow. You don't owe them anything.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't need to be anything dramatic. You could block them. You can mute them. But I just think, you don't need to see them like when it's hard and you're trying to move on. You don't need to see them. And that's OK. And it's cliche, but time heals. It. Yeah, I would agree. You if, don't need to be best friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So. OK, um, how do I get clients to buy and st- Oh wait? Did I read the last one? I did.
0: I don't know. Go for it. Read. OK.
1: <laughs> how do I get clients to buy and stay with home care if they don't see a big enough difference? That's a hard one. Um, well, first things first, consistency is key. So as long as they're being consistent with their home care, they should see some results. Um, but it does take time. I mean, yeah. especially if they have years worth of damage, it should take years worth of recovery.
0: Yeah, right? absolutely. And also, um, your, use your expertise to educate. And so if I have someone who comes to me and they say, hey, this drugstore product works great for my skin, then I would say, okay, great. Like if you like that, I'm not going to be one to tell you to never like stop using that. You have to buy this pharmaceutical grade product. I just use my expertise and educate and say, okay, this is why I would recommend using GlyMed or Jan Marini or mm-hmm. DMK or any pharmaceutical grade product and explain the formulation, the higher percentage of ingredients, the longer testing requirement. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that go into it. And so I would just educate and say, I think you could get better results. Cause if someone's coming to you, they're coming to you probably because they have a concern that they're wanting to fix. And it's how fast do you want to get there? Right. And so, I mean, I just educate, tell them what I think and let them choose. I don't ever want to be a demanding <laughs> esthetician, <Yeah. laughs> but just education is what I would say.
1: Yeah. And I think um, in order to like, get clients to even purchase product, you have to build trust.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My question. I have combination oily skin and whenever I have makeup on, I look so oily I mean, so oily. I live off of powder and oil-absorbing sheets. It's become an insecurity now. LOL. How do I fix this? Even with the tiniest bit of makeup or just powder, I still turn to oil, but when I wash my face, I feel so dry. Okay. I'm happy you asked this because I feel like... You can give your thoughts, too. I feel like this is a sign of dehydration. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling both dry and oily... Um, your skin's just not holding on to the water. And so um, dry – I'm going to do a quick explanation. Dry skin, you usually have your whole life. You're dry. Mm-hmm. When you're dehydrated, you see both signs of oily and dry skin. So if you're feeling dry when you're washing your face, you need to add ingredients like, like I said earlier, hyaluronic acid and beta-glucan. Um and you could even get like DMK EFA supplements. Yes. And I think that would also help tons. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And um, combating oil with oil yeah. is good. Just adding more hydration to your regimen. I mean, for like the first few days to weeks, it could feel like, holy crap, my face is just drenching. Mm-hmm. But your skin will... No, to not like that it doesn't need to produce so much oil if it's being supplemented with hydration absolutely so.
0: it overcompensates if it feels like it's not getting enough exactly okay okay next question
1: um okay what do you suggest to a new esthetician quit my job or keep my keep my job until i build up a clientele Well, it depends on if your job, your current job has a no-compete policy that they could sue you for all your worth um, Mm -hmm. if you take their clients. Um, But honestly, I have friends who, as of recent, have just gone off on their own and are doing so well. Like, you are not tied to the name of your business. I have, I think, I've also, like, thought of like I remember at my last job I was like oh I'm so scared like will any of my clients follow me because they're just tied to the name of the past place that I worked um and then I decided you know what screw that I'm gonna leave and if they want to follow me they can because you can't be like in trouble or sued or whatever because people choose to follow you but telling them like you have to follow me or like you know purposefully Mm -hmm. trying to take them Is not. I don't even. I don't feel like it's kind to do. And like you can just be confident enough in your ability to grow, um, because of your talent that you have. But I think you can feel confident enough to leave your job when you're confident enough to take clients and run your own business.
0: Absolutely. Another thing I would say too is make sure, like, if you are wanting to run a business, just make sure that. I mean, obviously, once you do it. You're going to know how it is, Mm -hmm. but just make sure you know what goes all into it. Because I know when I left my job and started my business, I was a little blindsided Um, because it's not for everyone. You could do great. You can kill it. But for me, it just, I realized it wasn't for me and it's hard. It's hard. And that's okay. Like not everyone's going to be a business owner, but if you feel like it's something you're going to kill, do it because you will, you'll do great. Um, But I just would say, make sure you know what all goes into it, like your retail license, your salon license, the um,
1: capital that you need in order to even start
0: your own business. Taxes. Yeah. So much back bar restock. Like there's just, there's a lot that goes into it. And I just wouldn't ever want anyone to like quit their job and then get there and feel overwhelmed and be like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, Like, but I mean, at saying that, I don't want to scare anyone either because you can do so, so good. I would say just make sure you look into it before you take make the business jump. classes, find mentors yeah. and like, I don't know. Just make sure that
1: you're ready to take on all the responsibility that comes with going off on your own.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Next question. What do you think is better, working for yourself or working for someone? Okay. This kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about. Um, Honestly, you can try both. That's what I did. I worked for someone else. Um, My first job, I worked for someone else. Then I went solo. And now I'm back working for someone else because I realized solo's not for me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I started off
1: working for a big corporate company. And then I decided um, that I wanted to work for Revive, which is a much smaller company than the last. And I haven't ever worked for myself, but at the time that I switched from my last job to revive, I was pregnant. And I knew that like, I just, I didn't want the responsibility at the time of starting my own business. And it was the middle of the pandemic and it just wasn't a good time even for me to go off on my own. I feel like so, um, I prefer to work for someone else because especially like if they're a good owner, like why wouldn't you just want to have coworkers (laughs) and like, not have all the responsibility
0: absolutely and that's why I like where I'm at not owning my own business because I'm able to go home and not be at work yes leave work at work yeah before I was bringing work home constantly stressing and I mean that's okay but it's just you're gonna have more on your plate and I just like being able to go to work do what I love and come home
1: Yeah. And at least for me, like social media is already so much work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm always on my phone, always like answering DMs and Mm -hmm. like making content. And so to not, I don't know, I couldn't imagine having even more of a load. I do not know how our boss does it. She's amazing. No, she
0: really, she amazes me so much. We love her. Okay. And then our last question
1: is how do you leave bad energy from a client behind and not take it with you?
0: That's a good question. That's a very good question. <laughs> um, Do you want to go? Sure. Okay. Um, so I think just
1: remembering that like it's 90% of the time it's not about you. Like the reason why they're in a bad attitude or just are mad about whatever they're mad about, it's probably not because of you. And if it is, I mean, it's good to ask questions for your own like self-improvement, but Um, just if it's, if it's about you, if the, if the bad energy is coming from a service that you did, um, acknowledge it and Mm -hmm. get better. If it's something about a client, um, just having a bad day, sage your room, do something, get the bad energy out. (laughs) Um, and just. I think every client is a new fresh start and you don't need to bring your troubles from home to work. You can leave everything where it is and just be present in the moment with your client because they may need you in that moment more than you know just to have a conversation or to give them good energy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've had clients come in before where I'm like, okay, I can tell you're, you're probably not in the best mood. And so I feel like usually... Usually, not always, but if you sit and just try to talk to them and, like, be nice and not give back (laughs) the same energy, I feel like usually they calm down and then they leave feeling happier. But then if you have the case where you have a client where they're just grumpy and they continue to come back to you and they keep bringing this bad energy, it's okay to fire a client. Like, it's okay to say, you know... I've loved working with you, even though you haven't, but say, you know, I've loved working with you, but I really don't feel like I have been the best fit for you. Can I refer you out to someone else? And there's nothing wrong with that because I think you need to protect your peace at the same time. Exactly.
1: I think open communication is so important with clients and if they don't serve you, do away with them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode we really had a fun time answering your guys's questions about all sorts of topics um but
0: this is it yeah and <laughs> keep thinking questions because this is going to be a monthly thing our dear sd episode so yeah thank you for listening don't forget to wash your makeup brushes we'll see you guys next time see you guys next week bye bye guys